Welcome to another episode of Adding Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Serena Dot Ryan. This episode is coming into the season of parties and holidays and fun, otherwise known as your worst nightmare if you try to stick to a budget. This particular episode, I want to tackle the challenge of budget fatigue. The consequences around that also coming into this holiday season. Yes, last episode, I talked about how to plan for Christmas. And I've been taking quite a few different steps on how to do that, which is great. I know I feel positive that I have got some budget put aside and I shared tips around how you could do the same. And that's great. But my reality this week is contemplating how I've been feeling. It's not easy when you decide that you want to get rid of debt and not just service it particularly if you've spent your entire adult life, like I have, servicing debt. I've mentioned in previous episodes where I've had a credit card since the age of 18. And at the age of 20, I bought my first property, my second property at the age of 27. And throughout that entire period, I've always had credit cards as well as property, as well as for most part of it, at least a car loan and maybe even a personal loan in the mix there as well. I'm not going to go rattling off all my debts and loans because seriously, every episode of this podcast is around the 20 to 30 minute mark and you don't have all day to listen to me talking about the debt I have or have had. This podcast is about me sharing how I am changing my financial future by being financially aware, getting myself self-educated. I'm by no means educated formally in this. I just over 12 months ago decided to become debt-free. In the process, learn how to also build wealth. These are new financial skills, financial education I've never previously had. And this podcast is very much around my life experience not my professional experience in financial education. I recognized the power of sharing my story when I started getting feedback from friends and family that they were in awe of what I was doing and it gave them hope that they could do the same. So here I am sharing some of my challenges. And right now, just over 12 months into clearing debt, getting rid of two credit cards and working on my third and being creative with what I have, this is the important thing where I'm getting to the point of this particular episode. I am about making sure that life doesn't get put on hold whilst clearing debt. Because if we put life on hold, much the same as going on an extreme diet, these things don't last. And yes, I've had a bit of experience on dieting as well because weight has been, interestingly enough, a challenge I've had in the past. So I do relate on that point. Anyone that has been on a fad diet, anything that's extreme, doesn't have sustainability in the long term. 
I see that now in the value around debt as well. Extreme budgeting where you do without the things that you enjoy doesn't set you up for long-term success. We're coming into the silly season and having spent more than 12 months of debt clearing, I realized something was creeping up on me and that is budget fatigue. It's almost like eating healthily is nice, but I really miss the chocolate. And chocolate, well, (laughs) I do put it in my grocery budget. There you go. Shock horror. We do buy chocolate each week. Do I buy heaps? No, no way. I'm not going to throw away too much money on chocolate, but I recognize the value in buying it because it's nice to reward and also enjoy things along the way. And I do see it as a reward to be able to eat it, not take this whole budgeting thing so much to the extreme that we're completely missing out. It's interesting. I started to feel these feelings of fatigue of like, oh man, it takes discipline to not overspend. It really is something that is a new skill. And I've been building these new habits for more than a year now, so they're in play. But I realize how easy it is to let go of these things, particularly if you're in a season around holidays and parties. And there's lots of end of year celebrations at the moment. It's really easy for the budget to be really blown out quite quickly. With budgets blowing out quickly, you can be caught in this moment of going, oh my goodness, how did that happen? Every Sunday, usually in the evening, I sit down and review what money has been spent on in the previous week and get ready for what's going to go on in the week coming. And coming into this period, I am seeing a lot more social activities than usual. Now, getting through this period, it's never been more important to focus on why we are doing what we're doing, what it is I really truly want. Something that really, really helps me the opportunity of a future that we don't currently have, a future with when, where, and how to work and not be held accountable for debt. And the only way to be not held accountable for debt is to not have it. So every time I spend money in the here and now, in this moment, it means that money is not going onto debt means that money is not being put away for a future that we want or it's not being invested in something that's building passive income and I need to balance out the future with the now and it can be hard I'm saying that now (laughs) it can be hard I know the only way I stay on task is to keep consistently reminding myself of what it is I want budgeting sometimes let's be blunt here it's not sexy there are reasons why you hear about boring accounting and dry accountants and people who talk numbers but stop and think if you're one of those people like me who struggled with focusing on numbers that every time you avoid those numbers 
you're avoiding your reality. You're avoiding your opportunities. The thing is, those numbers, those numbers are the key to the future you want. If you ignore them, you don't pay attention to them, you're not paying attention to what you really want. So even if it looks ugly and messy and you don't like the look of those numbers, you can do something about it because this is the thing. You might go, oh, I don't want to look at that or that's just too hard. I'd rather just go spend the money. What you're doing is you are making a choice to avoid the numbers. And the cool thing about numbers is that they are a measurement and they may not look good right now, but you can measure your success if you know what they are now and see what numbers you are wanting in the future and help them to materialize through the decisions you're making. I know that a dollar here or there doesn't look like much, but there's a reason I call this podcast adding up. When I could see how my numbers were adding up, I was seriously blown away. Classic example, I hear from financial advisors and accountants talking about investing the coffee that you would go and buy in a day, that amount of money, and seeing what would happen if you went and spent that money elsewhere. As someone who dearly loves their coffee and will never go without it, and that is my active choice, when I looked for creative ways instead not to miss out on having coffee, but rather looked for good, decent choices in my coffee, I discovered by having a coffee machine at home, I could make myself a decent coffee at home and going out, having a coffee at 7-Eleven for a dollar instead of spending anything between four and six dollars a coffee at a coffee shop. I didn't completely rule out having coffees at coffee shops and I still don't. I do love visiting some incredible coffee shops locally. The thing is for me, it was an active choice. I knew that if I kept buying my coffee every single day from those places, it contributed to me not having the money for other things, including getting rid of debt. So I go there occasionally. I go to 7-Eleven occasionally. And then I make coffee at home. All those little changes have added up to thousands of dollars. Over the course of 240 days, I measured exactly the difference. And in 240 days, I had saved $1,535 and used that money instead of spending it on coffee on paying down debt. Doesn't seem like big numbers, right? If it's a dollar or two being saved on coffee a day. But when it becomes $1,535, that is adding up. And that is changing my financial future. It's times like this that remind me and reset my mindset on why and how I am changing my financial future. It helps to reinvigorate and focus my motivation on all the little changes instead of feeling like slipping back into bad habits of 
going to a coffee shop every single day. And I want to be clear here. What I say is my bad habit is not necessarily yours. You need to look at your own financial circumstances and look at what you're willing to change to be creative with what you have to have the financial future you want. I'm motivated by the fact that my son said to me a little while ago now as a catalyst for me to make changes, I was working so hard to earn more money because I believed at that time that's what I needed to do to change our financial future. When my son said to me, don't you like spending time with us? It made me realize it wasn't about me endlessly earning more money. It was about being clear on what I really wanted. And that was flexibility. I set myself a challenge to make the most of what I have And then that includes time and money, not one or the other, to have the life I want now and in the future. By doing that, I've made some interesting choices with my money and my time to set myself up in a way that enables me to have a a life I want now that's sustainable. So the fatigue has been around, well, contributing factor of FOMO. And for those who don't know what FOMO is, fear of missing out. When the holiday season comes around and there's a lot more social activities going on, then I start to feel like, am I missing out? I have had a pattern in the past that in the last 12 months I've decided to break, but it has not been easy. My pattern of behavior has been people-pleasing and I realized the impact of this in my financial circumstances and made an entire Adding Up podcast episode about people-pleasing, the impact it has had on my budget. And what I found interesting is that this is resurfacing now coming into the Christmas and holiday season. I don't like to let people down. I don't like to say no. So I will put myself in a situation of paying for things, even if it puts me into a worse financial situation than by saying no. What has been liberating, and I think it was two episodes ago now, I talked about one of the books I have read. And I encourage everyone who is listening to this podcast who feels financially challenged to regularly be reading and learning from others to build up the skills you need to change your financial habits. Because I see how important it is to go to financial advisors and accountants and get professional advice, but I also know how empowering it is to go and get yourself educated so you can ask better quality questions to get better quality answers from those giving you the professional advice. And I say this, two episodes ago, I mentioned in my podcast about a book I've read called The Good Fight. And it's about having productive conflict. Leanne Davey, the author, gives some great ideas and skills about how to approach potentially tricky conversations and questioning people. I've found how liberating it is to speak my mind factually put myself first 
not at the detriment of anyone else or without respect of anyone else, but be clear on what it is I really want. And it's actually okay. I'm not in control of how someone else is feeling. I know how important it is if I can look after myself and stand up for what I want and be happy about explaining those things when and how needed, I can actually have a better quality of life and give others the opportunity to have the same. I feel a weight lifted off my shoulders being able to talk about these things so freely and remind myself how far I have come. In 12 months, I was able to share in episode 24 of this podcast that I'd paid $10,600.69 off debt. Now, I mentioned this lovely fact to a friend I caught up with over coffee this week. Yes, I went to a coffee shop and spent my $4.50 on a cup of coffee, had an amazing chat. She said something back to me that made me check myself. She goes, wow. $10,600, that's around $200 a week. I thought $200 a week doesn't sound like much at all. And I felt a little flat when she said it to me like that. And I checked myself and went, hang on a minute. I was creative with what I had and we really didn't miss out on much. In that time, I've still been able to have a beautiful coffee at a lovely coffee shop once a week or maybe once a fortnight. I've still had great coffee from 7-Eleven and I've still been able to take my family out on great adventures and be able to feed a family of four really good food. I've learned how to bake and yes, I'm not someone who's cooked much before. There are all these things I've done that have made me more creative with what we have that I wasn't doing before I started to focus on my money. and. We now have $10,669 worth of less debt. We have freedom from that debt. That is incredible. I'm doing it in a way, I really want to emphasize this, it's not all about the money. It's also the time I've had with my family. That time is so precious. The time and flexibility instead of working multiple jobs to clear the debt as quickly as possible, instead of being on the equivalent of an extreme diet, I've been able to chip away at it, get rid of it, and have a life at the same time. And coming into Christmas, this particular episode for me is a strong reminder to enjoy Christmas Enjoy time with friends and family. It is the beautiful time to spend time with the people you care about. Last week's episode, I think, is an important one to think about and consider when it comes to what you're doing with regards to gifts. Give people the opportunity to be set up for success with you and yourself as well by doing things like Kris Kringles. Focusing on why you're really coming together instead of feeling like it is a obligation. We shouldn't feel obligated to be buying anything and we should be setting everyone else up for success too. 
what I'm learning through all the money conversations I'm having, and I'm having a lot more these days, thanks to this podcast, is a lot of people out there are afraid to talk about money. By you being more upfront about it yourself as well, you're giving people the opportunity to be set up for success. By not putting pressure on others to buy lots of things, by you taking away that pressure, that could be one of the best gifts you could be giving right now. Allowing others to be reminded it's not about the gifts. It's the opportunity of spending quality time together. And they could actually be using that money for other things as well. Mm-hmm.